0: Welcome to another episode of Sleep Whispers. I'm Harris, and this is my curious little podcast of whispered ramblings and whispered readings, which I hope. This is episode number 207, and specifically, it's a storytime episode featuring The Red Shoes by Hans Christian Andersen. If you are a new listener, then welcome to my little world of whispers. Each week, I rotate one of six types of episodes to calm those overactive squirrels running around in your brain. These episodes include Trivia Time Episodes, Fade Out Episodes, Whisperpedia Episodes, Batch Episodes, Chat Episodes, and tonight. You'll hear a story time episode, which means I'll be reading a curious tale to you. If you're interested in listening to over 200 more whisper episodes like this one, or listening to my special eight hour long episodes of nature sounds and background noises like raindrops, ocean waves, ceiling fans, and white noise, then feel free to click the links in the show notes. Or you can visit my website at sleepwhispers.com. Alright, tonight's story is The Red Shoes by Hans Christian Andersen with some minor edits by me for length, clarity, and suitability. I'll start with a a summary of this story to give you a general understanding of the whole story. It's about a little girl who gets fixated on wearing red shoes. She wears them everywhere, even when she's told not to. The shoes have a a wicked curse and they force her to dance even when she doesn't want to. As a result, she has to make a very difficult decision. She makes a big sacrifice To stop being forced to dance. I won't reveal what her sacrifice is, but it is extreme. So I would encourage you to listen to the story first before deciding if you think this story is suitable for small children. Two things stand out to me about this story. The first thing is that I really like how focused the first half of the story is on the red shoes. The red shoes are central to every moment, almost every sentence, and the story unfolds in a way that you will probably find yourself sharing the joy that the little girl has for her red shoes. And it seems like the shoes may be a good thing, but they turn out not to be. I guess another way to put this is that I like how the first half of the story just feels like this happy story about this Happy little girl with her happy red shoes, it doesn't start off with telling you that you know these are kind of wicked cursed shoes so you just kind of feel drawn into this happy story, but then you know around the middle of it 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 does take this twist, or at least it feels like a twist, which I'm telling you about, (laughs) so you know it's coming. And this is the second thing that I like about this story, is the second half is kind of the moral and life implications of what happened in the first half. So the story is somewhat of a cautious tale of how fixated we can get on shiny things, myself included. I bought clothes and shoes more so because of how they looked rather than if they were comfortable or practical. This story is somewhat of a tragedy, but it also reminded me of how important it is to make the best of a bad situation, especially if it is a bad situation that I am somewhat or mostly responsible for. You're not going to hear tragic ending, though. I think you'll find the ending of this story to be comforting and even uplifting. And I hope tonight's story distracts your squirrels, calms your mind, and helps you fall asleep. Now, before I start the story... I have a suggestion for something else that may help you fall asleep. A weighted blanket. And you may have heard of these before. I've been using a weighted blanket every night for over a year. It makes me feel more secure and comforted. Almost like a hugged. Gravity is the sponsor of this episode, and I've recently switched over to their weighted blanket. It is much softer and more snuggly than my prior weighted blanket, which of course is a a wonderful improvement. Getting hugged by a Gravity even decrease your stress hormones and allow you to get a, a deeper, more restorative sleep. You can learn more about Gravity Blankets at gravityblankets.com and use promo code WHISPERS to get 20% off your purchase today. That's gravityblankets.com, and use promo code WHISPERS to get 20% off your purchase today. And for your ease, you can also peek in the show notes of this episode for all that info I just mentioned. Alright, now on to tonight. Tale. Tonight's story is The Red Shoes by Hans Christian Andersen. Once upon a time, there was a little girl, pretty and dainty, but in summertime she was obliged to go barefoot because she was poor, and in the winter, She had to wear large wooden shoes so that her little instep grew quite red. In the middle of the village lived an old shoemaker's wife. She sat down and made, as well as she could, a pair of little shoes out of some old pieces of red cloth. They were clumsy, but she meant well for they were intended for the little girl whose name was Karen. Karen received the shoes and wore them for the first day on the day of her mother's funeral. They were certainly not suitable for mourning, but she had no other shoes, and so she put her bare feet into them and walked behind the humble coffin. Just then, a large old carriage came by, and in it sat an old lady. She looked at the little girl, and taking pity on her, said to the clergyman, Look here, I will take care of her. Karen believed that this was all on account of the red shoes. But the old lady really didn't like her red shoes, and so they were thrown away. Karen herself was dressed very neatly and cleanly. She was taught to read and to sew, and people said that she was pretty. But the mirror told her, You are more than pretty. You are beautiful. One day the queen was traveling through that part of the country and had her little daughter, who was a princess, with her. All the people amongst them, Karen, too, streamed towards the castle. At the castle, the little princess, in fine white clothes, stood before the window and allowed herself to be stared at. She wore neither a train nor a golden crown, but beautiful red Morocco shoes. They were indeed much finer than those which the shoemaker's wife had sewn for little Karen. There is really nothing in the world that can be compared to red shoes. Karen was now old enough to be confirmed She received some new clothes, and she was also to have some new shoes. The rich shoemaker in the town took the measure of her little foot in his own room, in which there stood great glass cases full of pretty shoes and white slippers. It all looked very lovely, but the old lady couldn't see very well and therefore she didn't get much pleasure out of it. Amongst the shoes stood a pair of red ones, like those which the princess had worn. How beautiful they were! And the shoemaker said that they'd been made for a count's daughter, but they didn't fit her. I suppose they are made... "'A very shiny leather,' asked the old lady. "'Oh, yes, they do shine,' said Garen. "'The shoes fitted her, and so she bought them. "'But the old lady knew nothing of their being red, "'for she would never have allowed Karen to be confirmed in red shoes, "'as she was now to be.' Everybody looked at her feet, and the whole of the way, from the church door to the choir, it seemed to her as if even the ancient figures of the monuments, in their stiff collars and long black robes, had their eyes fixed on her red shoes. It was only of these that she thought when the clergyman laid his hand upon her head, and spoke of the holy baptism of the covenant with God and told her that she was now to be a grown-up Christian. The organ pealed forth solemnly and the sweet children's voices mingled with that of their old leader. But Karen thought only of her red shoes. In the afternoon The old lady who had taken her in heard from everybody that Karen had worn red shoes to her confirmation. She said that it was a shocking thing to do, that it was very improper, and that Karen was always to go to church in the future in black shoes, even if they were old. On the following Sunday, there was communion. Karen looked first at the black shoes, then at the red shoes. She looked at the red shoes again, and then put them on. The sun was shining gloriously, so Karen and the old lady went along the footpath through the corn, where it was rather dusty. At the church door stood an old crippled soldier leaning on a crutch. He had a wonderfully long beard, more red than white, and he bowed down to the ground and asked the old lady whether he might clean her shoes. Then Karen put out her little foot, too. Dear me, what pretty dancing shoes! said the soldier. Make sure to sit fast when you dance, he said, addressing the shoes and slapping the soles with his hand. The old lady gave the soldier some money and then went with Karen into the church. And all the people inside looked at Karen's red shoes and all the figures gazed at them When Karen knelt before the altar and put the golden goblet to her mouth, she thought only of the red shoes. It seemed to her as though they were swimming about in the goblet, and she even forgot to sing the psalm and forgot to say the Lord's Prayer. Now everyone came out of the church, and the old lady stepped into her carriage. Just as Karen was lifting up her foot to get in, too, the old soldier said, Dear me, what pretty dancing shoes. And Karen couldn't help it. She was obliged to dance a few steps. And when she had once begun, her legs continued to dance. It seemed as if the shoes had gotten their own power over her feet. She danced around the church corner, because she could not stop. The coachman had to run after her and seize her. He lifted her into the carriage, but her feet continued to dance, so that she kicked the good old lady violently. At last, they took off her shoes, and her legs could rest At home, the shoes were put into the cupboard, but Karen couldn't help looking at them. Now the old lady fell ill, and it was said that she would not rise from her bed again. She had to be nursed and waited on, and this was no one's duty more than it was Karen's duty. But there was a grand ball in the town, And Karen was invited. She looked at the red shoes, saying to herself that there was no sin in doing that. She put the red shoes on, thinking there was no harm in doing that either. And then she went to the ball and commenced to dance. But when she wanted to go to the right, the shoes danced to the left. And when she wanted to dance up the room, the shoes danced down the room, down the stairs, through the street, and out through the gates of the town. She danced and was obliged to dance far out into the dark woods. Suddenly, something shone up among the trees, and she believed it was the moon. "'but it was a face. "'It was the old soldier with the red beard. "'He sat there nodding his head and said, "'Dear me, what pretty dancing shoes!' "'She was frightened and wanted to throw the red shoes away, "'but they stuck fast. "'She tore off her stockings, "'but the shoes had grown fast to her feet. She danced and was obliged to go on dancing over the field and meadow, in the rain and sunshine, by night and by day, but by night it was the most horrible. She danced out into the open churchyard, and as she danced past the open church door, she saw an angel there, long white robes with the wings reaching from his shoulders down to the earth his face was stern and grave dance you shall he said dance you shall in your red shoes without rest and without stopping oh mercy please Karen, but she didn't hear what the angel answered, for the shoes carried her through the gate into the fields, along the highways and byways, and unceasingly she had to dance. She danced and was obliged to go on dancing through the dark night, and every dark night at one point she danced to a lone little house. Here, she knew, lived a man who may be able to help her. And she tapped with her finger at the window and said, Come out, come out, please come out. I cannot come in because I have to dance. And the man said, How may I help you, little dancing girl? I can't get these shoes off my feet, said Karen. So, please, remove my feet so I can be rid of these red shoes and their dancing curse. The man kindly and gently removed your feet. "'across the field and then disappeared into the deep forest. "'The helpful man carved her a beautiful pair of wooden feet "'and also some crutches to help her walk with her new feet. "'Karen was much happier now, "'and she thought about this string of events.' That letter up to this moment. I've learned my lesson. I was too fixated on the beauty of those red shoes. I ignored the warnings of the nice old lady, and I enjoyed the flattery of others. tried not to choose shoes just because they were flashy, sparkly, or covered in fancy ribbons. She chose shoes that were comfortable, well made, and affordable. These newer shoes weren't ugly shoes; these newer shoes still often had some nice colors and looked good, but that wasn't the main reason she wore them. She also worked hard to be a better person in other ways. She went to church more frequently, helped others who needed it, and even delivered groceries to people who couldn't walk very easily to the local market. All of this wasn't easy for Karen, because she was still learning to walk on her new wooden feet. She often stumbled, fell down, and sometimes complained about her wooden feet. But she liked her wooden feet much better than being forced to dance in those wicked red shoes. She decided to apply for a job at her local parsonage. She would be industrious, she said, and do everything that she could. She didn't mind about the wages, as long as she had a roof over her head and was with good people. The pastor's wife had pity on her and took her into service, and she was industrious and she was thoughtful. All the children liked her very much, but when they spoke about dress and grandeur and beauty of clothes, she would just shake her head. On the following Sunday, they all walked to church, and she was asked whether she wished to go also. But, with tears in her eyes, she had to say no because her legs hurt too much from stumbling around on her wooden feet. So she sadly stayed home and rested her legs. Her mind started thinking of simpler times, before those wicked red shoes, when she had normal feet and things were less difficult. Then the sun shone very brightly, and right before her stood an angel in white robes. He was the same angel she had seen that night at the church door. He carried a beautiful green branch full of roses. With this, he touched the ceiling, which rose up very high. And where he had touched it, there shone a golden star. The angel had been watching Karen for a while. He had seen her change and become a better person, helping others, doing good deeds, and doing the best she can with her wooden feet. The angel explained that he couldn't give her back her normal feet but every now and then he could help her in some special way to reward her for being a better person. These would be small things she may or may not notice, but things that would make her a little happier. And then the angel disappeared. Karen sat there a little perplexed and then heard a commotion outside. A local townsperson had heard that she needed a ride to church, so he came to bring her in his wheeled cart. Karen climbed in and looked forward to joining the other children. This made Karen a little happier. Actually, a lot happier. storytime episode, I hope you are deeply relaxed, or even better, deeply asleep. Good night. Sleep well.